Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. Get Up Nation. My name is Ben Biddick. I am the creator and host of the Get Up Nation podcast, where I serve individuals, organizations, and societies to develop and sustain resilience and perseverance. I'm the co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance, with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Wurong Living, Adam Greenberg. Welcome to episode 63 of the Get Up Nation podcast. Today I am happy to announce a partnership between Get Up Nation and Got Your Six Coffee. Along with founder and CEO of Got Your Six Coffee, Eric Hadley, I'm honored Eric has joined with me to become Get Up Nation's official coffee company of 2019. Eric is a Navy veteran who loves coffee and service and fused his passions together to make this world a better place. I can't wait to share with you who Eric is, his heart for others, his expertise in brewing his award-winning blends, and his journey of resilience and perseverance that brought him to where we are today. Eric, let's get right into this. Will you share where you grew up and what you think created in you this passion to serve? Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I grew up in Paris, Texas. I think one of the things for me that fueled my passion is if you look at my history, pretty much since I was a little kid, I was in some kind of service, be it scouts or youth group or key club at school, always doing road cleanups. I graduated high school and went to New Mexico Military Institute. The summer of my high school graduation, I actually went to Fort Knox, Kentucky, where I competed for an Army scholarship in the Army's two-year early commissioning program as I was sponsored from New Mexico Military Institute and uh, went there, won a scholarship, went to school in the fall and got to the point where I was going to sign on the dotted line for the, the scholarship. And one of the questions I asked was, is there any guarantee that I could do armor or artillery? I grew up watching Gulf War conflicts and seeing the tanks and father, he was uh, an engineer for a railroad. I can remember as a, a kid in high school, my dad took me on a derailment call. And in the middle of the night, in the middle of Southwest Arkansas, we went out and he had to restart a locomotive and just being on that piece of machinery when it came to life was very impactful for me. So fast forward, they said there was no guarantee, but I decided to stick with school anyway. It's a two-year academy prep school. Graduated, made my transition to Maine Maritime Academy, and pretty much froze my rear end off that first uh, <laughs> It was cold. You know, grow up in Texas and then go to Maine. And <laughs> in, the, in the middle of the winter, you walk from your dorm to the classroom and your your mustache freezes over. <laughs> it's a little cold. But uh, competed for a Navy scholarship up there. 
got a scholarship with the Individual Ready Reserve, graduated from Maine Maritime with an engineering degree, took my commission with the United States Navy as part of the MMR program, and went to work for Military Sealift Command. From there, spent 13 years working Military Sealift Command. They do logistical support for Armed Forces afloat as an engineer down on the hole or hole troll, helping run logistics in support of our armed forces afloat abroad. That was an awesome time and an awesome career, but it was taxing. I was averaging about 10 months a year deployed wow. on a ship somewhere around the world. Not really conducive for a family or family life. I always told myself that if I met somebody, I would make a transition, and I did. Made a transition, got out of military field command. I resigned my commission in 2012 and went to work for the Coast Guard as a senior engineering consultant in Baltimore, doing work for the IBCT product line. And uh, next thing I know, two years later, you've got government sequestration and all that fun stuff happening, and there was rumors and hints on the wall that people were going to lose their contracts. And so at that point, I was freshly married with a little one on the way, proactively reached out to classmates of mine from Maine Maritime Academy have been trying to get me offshore for years. Three phone calls later, I found myself working for Transocean Oil Industry in the Gulf of Mexico. I could live anywhere in the United States because they flew me to and from work every three weeks. So at that point, we decided to move from Maryland to Springfield, Missouri, because my wife at the time, her family's from here, and I gave her a, a support system while I was gone for three weeks at a time. Everything was awesome for the first year. You know, I kind of made a step back in my career and transition over into Transocean. Had a couple promotions and found myself a year into it right where I wanted to be. Senior subsea supervisor trainee. And as soon as I got my first assignment, flew out. Typically the helicopter lands and you get off the helicopter and there's a group waiting to get on the helicopter. And typically they're all excited to go home and this time they weren't. That was the first round of layoffs with the downturn of the oil industry, and ultimately I spent the next two and a half years watching large numbers of my coworkers getting laid off. 2016, I got the phone call myself. By that point, I was living in Springfield on the backside of a divorce for a guy who spent his entire career on the ocean. If you've ever been to Springfield, you look around, there's Bass Pro and a bunch of land. <laughs> <laughs> There's not too much oceanfront property here, so I made the choice. My priority is my son, and tried finding a job several months into it. I had exhausted my savings and got to the point where I had to start tapping into my retirement just to keep the lights on, and I told myself, if I'm going to use my retirement, I'm not going to just keep the lights on. I'm going to try and do something good with it. So Got Your Six Coffee Company was born in 2016, in December of 2016. We started selling coffee, and we really weren't ready. I wasn't ready, but I was making trips down to Dallas. I was talking to a buddy of mine that I served with on Shasta. It had been a couple years since I talked to him, and come to find out one of his really good friends, Navy vet, had committed suicide a couple months prior. So that happened, and then two days later, I'm driving back, talking to my mother, and she was telling me that one of her customers' husbands committed suicide that Wednesday, the week prior. And at that point, that was suicide number seven and eight that I could point to within a 12-month time period. I found myself kind of 
enraged and mad and pissed off and sad all in one and was in the steps of doing Gotcha 6, which our mission is service to those who serve. We're serving the five key groups of the military and the three first responders. And part of what we're trying to do is stop veteran suicide, homelessness. Here I was trying to perfect a website and a Facebook page to get it set up. And you know, at the end of the day, all this is happening around me. And I ended up pushing the website live really out of, out of frustration put it live saying, hey, if this is something you're thinking about, please contact me. we got to stop it. I did that, and about a month and a half later, I had been linked up with a new marketing team. They told me to hit the pause button because we needed to redo the website and get it set up for e-commerce. So we put things on pause. That was in April, and I personally consider when we really started selling coffee was August of 2017. When you were in the Navy, what are some of the things that really stood out to you that were ultra satisfying about your service? Are there any events or missions you were on that you felt a, a sense of pride? Absolutely. I graduated December of 2000 and you know, reported to Military Seals Command. One of the first assignments I had was a USNF Comfort. We were doing a ship conversion, taking the ship over from active duty Navy to Military Seals Command. It was a small crew. It was key personnel on the engineering side, key personnel on the deck side, and we were basically being sent around the U.S. to get specialized training. So I went to CAT school and gas turbine school in Philadelphia, that kind of stuff. But in that process, I ended up doing a smart inspection with the USNS Comfort. And two months after that, 9-11 happened. And so here I was on the ship. We were in Philadelphia, and during the shipyard period, and the attacks on 9-11 happened, and they, they locked down the, the shipyard and kicked all the shipyard workers off the ship. And the small crew, we were all sitting up in the captain's office stateroom, and we're watching the towers fall. As we're sitting there doing that, the captain gets a phone call from Norfolk, from command, and when he gets off the phone, he says, does anybody here have steam experience? And I raised my hand, and he said, uh, MSC is spinning up the, the hospital ship to send it to New York to support. And so myself and another engineer and a couple engine utilities, originally they were going to put us all on a bus, and I, I told the captain, I was like, hey, I've got a Tahoe. We can go now. So we ran back to the hotel, grabbed all our stuff, and pretty much broke land speed records driving from <laughs> Philadelphia to Baltimore. Pulled into the, the yard, jumped out, got on the, the ship, and basically spent the next three and a half days working 24 hours a day down in the engine room, bringing the, the comfort up from cold steel and getting that ready for deployment. That was one. And then another pivotal one for me was I was on the USNS Niagara Falls during the second Gulf conflict. And uh, that really meant a lot to me to be to be in that position at that point. You know, I felt like I was, to me, that, that was a time where I felt like I was actually really making a difference and serving my country. So those are kind of two of the two that jump off the page. What were the, the biggest challenges for you when you were in the Navy? Was it that time away? What were the things that were the most stressful for you? In the beginning, some of the biggest stressors for me were to you know, go from a college atmosphere or in the younger years where you plan out your schedule to all of a sudden being in a, in a situation where you, know, you have no control of your time. You have no control over your schedule and 
that was an adjustment for me. And for me, in the beginning, the travel was awesome. You know, growing up small town country boy, and all of a sudden you're cast into the world of travel. And I had been to 19 countries before I even graduated college. As it is now with my career with Military Seals Command, I've been to 59 different countries and traveled the world. In the beginning, that was a an awesome thing for me because you're single, you've got nothing holding you back, and uh, you just get to go out and experience the world and different cultures. That was awesome. But then towards the end of it, didn't have the appeal that it did in the beginning because, you know, at that point, you're really starts to weigh in that you're missing birthdays and holidays and family events. My mom and I were talking about this the other day. My grandparents used to do these things where they'd have these awesome family reunions, and I missed every one of them. (laughs) They did some amazing things for the family, and uh, at the end of the day, I missed them all because I was always deployed or gone overseas somewhere. What were the things that were helpful to you as you transitioned out? Was it still having that bond with fellow service members? Was it the meaning of the work? What was it that helped you in that transition to remain resilient, to remain hopeful and positive, seeking the goals that you're trying to achieve? What kept you going? There's several things. One, and it didn't really dawn on me until my later years in life, one of the things that really helped me was my faith with God. I grew up in a faith-based family, did that through my younger years, but then, you know, when you're traveling and you're on a ship all the time, there's not church there, but just having having faith was a, a big one for me. Second one is obviously network. We're here on this planet to work together. That's one of those things where when you've got a network, people that you meet, I like to try and figure out how I can always help somebody. Throughout your network, if there's things that I could do to help people, I did, and, you know, at the end of the day... Network is a big thing because when I found myself in a position that, hey, I need to make a transition, I reached out to some people and through my network was able to find that next step. That support system is a huge thing. Tell me about your background with coffee. Is it something you always loved or enjoyed? This is going to be the shocker. Uh, (laughs) So I was in this transition when all that stuff was happening and trying to find a job. In the back of my mind, I was wanting to start a nonprofit. You know, I'm an engineer. I'm duct tape, hammers kind of guy. Think outside the box. I didn't go to school for business. I didn't go to school for accounting or finance or any of that stuff. So it was really, how do I do that? And as I started to evaluate myself and my skills and realize that if I'm going to do this, I need to bolster the skill set. I decided to take a couple courses through Missouri State's Small Business Technology Development Center. As I was in one of these classes, they said, if you're going to start a business, what would it be? And they said, they're asking this question so that they could pull market research and give it to you the next day so that you could participate in this class. At that point, I'm thinking to myself, nonprofit is going to be too much of a niche. And if I was ever going to start a business, it would be, at that point, it was going to be something that had to do with my passion, like overlanding or camping. I knew that the overlanding and camping industry was such a small niche, I didn't think I would get anything back to participate. So I had literally just gotten up. We had just had a break. Went over, got a cup of coffee, and sat down. And the coffee was on my mind, and they, they asked. And I said, well, just give me the information for coffee and i'll participate in class that way (laughs) and at the end of the day yeah yeah i'm a coffee guy now 
But growing up, it wasn't like it was something I was super passionate about. I found myself using coffee on the ship when it was a necessity. You know, when, uh, you know, in the Persian Gulf, when we're over there and we're doing 20 hours a day for a month straight. Right. Yeah. You kind of need coffee. So I got the market research back the next day and I just started to dive in and participate in class. And that's when I realized that 400 million cups of coffee are consumed in the United States every day. You got to mind you, here I am thinking about starting a nonprofit to fix a lot or to make a difference positively in the world of things that are irritating to me, like veteran homelessness and suicide. It just, it hit me like a brick. I was like, you know, why can't I use coffee as a tool? You know, coffee's a necessity. Why can't I use it as a tool? I'm the type of person that I think one of my strengths is, I think, outside the box. You give me a problem and give me my battlefield, if you will, and, and let me go at it, and I'll come up with a solution, then it's going to be different than everybody else. So I just really started down that road as I was evaluating the numbers and, and coffee, and I was like, you know, why not? Right. 82% of Americans enjoy coffee. That is, that they're not opposed to having the beverage. 64% of Americans drink coffee every day, so that's a necessity for them. Helps them wake up, gives them cognizance throughout the day. And then of that 64%, 79% of them have their first cup of coffee before they ever leave the house. So why can't I use that as a tool to do something positive for my community and my country? It's such a key component of resilience for people across the globe. Can't even count the number of emergency operations centers soldiers, first responders, all these public servants that serve, whether in the armed forces or on the civilian side, they're working night shift, they're working long hours, they're on their feet. In those times of the September 11 attacks, it was like, well, we're going to be up until it's over. So nobody's going to be like going to sleep, you know, in the next week, we're going to get the mission done no matter what happens. And certainly to get that done, how many gallons of coffee are there to have people gather around to fuel that workload, to fuel people as they meet these challenges. And so Got Your Six is there and you're feeling the resilience of the people in these communities. When you're facing adversity in the thick of it, you lean on your faith, you have a network, you, you reach out for support from trusted friends and family and business partners. It sounds like another thing you do is you just delve deeper into service. Is that a key component versus when we think about ourselves or our problem a lot, then it expands and we get lost and we get overwhelmed. It seems like you drive deeper into service to connect even more when you're going through adversity. You find solutions for others, that comes back to you. Is that a way that you have developed personal resilience or deploy that resilience when you need it? What keeps you positive as you've gone through this entrepreneurial journey where certainly you're trying new things, you don't have a background in finance or marketing, et cetera, but you jumped right in because you believed in it, which then puts you in uncharted waters and challenges you in a number of different ways but you still keep going. So so what is your perspective on that? Oh, man, that's an amazing question. As I dove into it, my faith has really grown. Through trials and tribulations, and you're sitting there, and you reach out to the family and friends. I mean, my wife is... I, I can't say enough about my wife. She's the biggest supporter that I've got, a family, friends, but really... It all starts with my faith, and I think my faith has grown exponentially throughout this process. I think in my past, a lot of times it was, you only lean on your faith when times are tough. Starting a business and learning new skills, that's been tough, but being able to lean on my faith and have answers. I mean, it's been crazy. I've had moments where I 
did not know how it was going to happen. Prime example, we did Beans and Bullets event last year where we put on a shooting class. It was three days of defensive pistol training, and we brought in Chris Pronto and Dave Benton, two of the survivors from 13 Hours. And they taught this class for ultimately 16 first responders and veterans that we put through the class for free as a way to say thank you for their service and sacrifice. When I started this, I <laughs> prime example of Eric learning as he goes is uh, <laughs> I, I went out and I secured the talent, and then I realized I didn't have a stage. As I looked around in Springfield, there was gun ranges, but nothing that really suited what had planned for the event. But going forward, we've got plans for the future. So ultimately, I had to build a range. I highly recommend... <laughs> Not doing that while you're in the middle of starting a business and a move and getting married. There was a time where I was standing out on the range with a rake and a shovel a mere weeks prior to the event, and I kind of broke down. I was like, I don't know how this is going to get done. Yeah. I sat there, and I'm like, God, I felt like you put this on my heart to make it happen. I need your help. The next day, I got a phone call from a friend, and he linked us up, and we got on the phone. And later that day, we met out on the range. He's a Marine Corps veteran. He runs Gold Custom Flooring and Remodeling. We're standing out there just connecting on faith and everything else, and he's like, I'm going to make it happen. And ultimately, he came out there. And all that happened because of sponsors, and I attribute all that sponsorship happening because of God and my faith. Just amazing. I could sit here and tell you story after story of different times where I didn't know how it was going to happen, and it always works out. Sounds like your friend had your six that day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that big man's always got my six, that is for sure. <laughs> I have no doubt, no doubt in that relationship, that's for sure. So let's dig into Got Your Six a little bit here. Tell me about the logo, the octopus. My my one bit of marketing genius. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's one of those you, you kind of fall on haphazardly. I knew the name. I knew Got Your Six Coffee Company. I, I had that established and going through that whole branding process with marketing team and they lead you through in that process. It's like, hey, you know, send us a bunch of photos and pictures and colors and just them really trying to get a hold of who you are and what you're trying to accomplish and what your vision is. I had sent a bunch of artwork. The octopus was going to be my next tattoo. And that's what we came up with was the octopus got your six. Our mission statement is service to those who serve. We're serving eight key groups, Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, Coast Guard, EMT, law enforcement, firefighters. The octopus has eight arms, so lending a hand in the community in eight different ways. On your website, gotyour6coffee.com, it reads, Got Your Six Coffee is coffee with a purpose, forged out of adversity, driven by purpose, service to those who serve. And you also have a quote from Chief Tecumseh that reads, Love your life, perfect your life, beautify all things in your life. Seek to make your life long and its purpose in the service of your people. Why are these words so crucial to the core of your brand? Because it's, it's the truth. It's a foundation. It's something that I've been standing on for a long time, and it's something that through this process has hardened my foundation, forged through adversity. If you read books or you hear about entrepreneurs, nobody just goes out and starts a business because it's the awesome thing to do, and then it goes viral, and you, know, you make millions of dollars. That's a fairy tale. It's always things happen. Either you trip upon an idea, and it, it makes sense to start a business, or you're in a tough time, and you've got no other way to go, or you just happen to be in the right place, right time, and you're surrounded by the right people. For me, it was forged through adversity. I found myself 
on the backside of being laid off and didn't know what the next step was. I was in a position where I had to do something. I didn't want to just waste my retirement. I had worked too hard to get all that together throughout the years. So Forks through Adversity, Driven by Purpose, everything we do has purpose for me. For us, for God's Six, at least that's yeah, everything from selling freshly roasted award-winning coffee and using the net profit to support first responders and veterans to programs and things that we do, beans and bullets or hurricane campaigns, even to the extent of if you've seen our truck on social media and what we're trying to do. When we responded to Hurricane Irma in 2017, one of the things I learned was that first responders, oftentimes they don't go home at night, work such long days in the thick of that adversity or that tragedy that they don't go home. And it was on my trip back home that I started thinking, I live right down the road from Joplin. And a couple of years back, we had the big Joplin tornado, and I was thinking to myself, what if I was a firefighter and my house gets destroyed in Joplin, but I've got to go to work to take care of the community. Who's going to take care of my family? And we pitched the idea to sponsors. The truck itself is 85% done. It's a pet project that as I get the resources and as I get the connections, we're trying to get it done. But ultimately, the, the end result is going to be that our disaster response coffee truck is when something happens, volunteers and myself will be able to roll up on site give out coffee to bring normalcy back from a tragedy. And while volunteers are doing that, I'm getting in touch with first responders asking them, hey, I've got a whole team of volunteers here. What can we do to take care of your family to give you peace at home so you can stay focused on the community? I want to bring up something you say sometimes. You describe how people are already drinking coffee in massive amounts across the United States and the world. And you say, but what is that coffee doing for you? You say, there's a difference between just purchasing coffee at a store, and that gives that brand of coffee a few dollars and profits their business. But when people buy your coffee, there's more happening than just a financial transaction. Will you share more about what happens when people buy Got Your Six coffee? Absolutely. There's a certain company out there, the coffee company well-known, and they, they made a statement that they were going to hire 8,000 refugees. And my thought was, why are you going to hire refugees when we've got 47,000 homeless veterans? As a consumer, you have power. When you hold a dollar in your hand and you do something with it, you've got power. And that power transitions to somebody else. So if you give a dollar to somebody in, in exchange for coffee, what are they doing with it? And the difference is between us and others. I don't know of another coffee company that's doing what we're doing to our extent. We're just trying to use the power of coffee trying to maximize it and take as much of that dollar as I can to go do positive for those who, to me, are the glue that keeps our society together. So it's coffee with purpose. The plan on the website reads, provide excellent coffee and give back to those that serve. You provide your customers and your community with the highest level of true customer service. You provide people with the best cup of coffee you can craft. After you pay the bills for the business, the rest goes to the Got Your Six Foundation, which serves those who serve. It reads, veterans and first responders manage huge responsibilities every day. Sometimes those who serve need some help, too, and we intend to be that someone. What are some of the ways you're serving the veteran and first responders community as they face some of the most intense and troubling challenges out there? When we first started helping with Hurricane Irma, that was a big thing, and that rolled into the holiday times for Christmas. We did a charity Christmas campaign where buy three bags of coffee and we're going to give it back. My wife and I, my family, my kids, Christmas Eve, we spent all Christmas Eve that year driving around to fire departments and giving out coffee and drinkware to those that were 
on duty that night. So we did that. We dropped off coffee and left enough coffee for the, the next crew that was coming on on Christmas morning. Fast forward after that, one of my favorite nonprofits, Operation Safe Haven up in New Jersey. Donnie Davis is an Air Force veteran. He's got 277 acres, and he's building tiny homes for homeless veterans. Love it. So we used our network, and we put together a huge raffle. We had $10,000 in product that we raffled off, and I used that to raise funds to support Donnie and his mission. One of the things I can remember, uh, through my network, I had met a, a girl, and she's actually one of our founding members now. She worked for the Branson Veterans Task Force. And her job at the time was if a veteran is struggling with the thoughts of suicide, she was the one that answered the phone. And she called me one day in tears, and you could tell that she was so frustrated. She was so frustrated that ultimately a Marine veteran in Branson had committed suicide. And the family was on tough times, and they were trying to find a uniform to put this veteran in to be able to bury him with honors and they couldn't find a uniform so she reached out to me and she's like hey can you help i think she said she's been trying for like two or three days to find a uniform to no avail and as i'm sitting there talking to her on the phone i did a google search pulled the marine corps logo off the internet threw it into an app modified it put help across it threw it up on social media and nine minutes later we had a uniform for nice and it's the crazy part is like that post kind of went viral it was mm-hmm. like i want to say ninety-three thousand people had seen it and then we did the beans and bullets event where we put first responders and veterans through a course as a way to say thank you to them for their service and sacrifice but it also gives them high caliber training that you know ultimately they might not get if you know anything about law enforcement and their training regimen they kind of have just base level requirements for shooting and so we put them through this high caliber training course giving them training that makes them better at their jobs it's training that they can take back to their units and departments and ultimately that stuff ends up in the community helping the community so we've done a variety of things and we've got a variety of things that we're working on in the background for me it's it's about coffee but it's not about coffee Mm -hmm. it's about what we're trying to do and our trying to make a difference in our communities. You mentioned it a little bit before. Can you give a quick synopsis of your founding members program in case anybody listening wants to contribute to that? Absolutely. It's our version of a Kickstarter campaign. It's limited to 1,000 members. It's a $500 buy-in. And that $500 gets you a year supply of coffee right out the gate. And then once we have all 1,000 members, we're going to dispense a swag package hat, t-shirt, sweatshirt, that kind of stuff. And part of what we're going to be doing is using the founding members to help us design those things. Then you'll get a challenge coin, which is already designed. I have that. You can see that on the website. You'll get a signature coffee mug. You'll get a serialized tumbler. If you've ever heard of a plank owner's plaque, what we're going to do is essentially three different versions of a plank owner's plaque. One, when we have our first brick-and-mortar location, we will have a huge plaque. It'll be three-dimensional, octopus, gotcha six, all that stuff, and have the names of all the founding members listed out on it. And it's not only going to be limited to the first coffee shop. My ultimate goal is to be a franchise and have coffee shops all over the U.S. 
And that's going to be one of those things in every coffee shop. We're going to have that founding members plaque. Second thing we're doing is a virtual founding members plaque. So you can be on the website and see that. And one of the last things we're doing is if you look at the truck, the way we've got the truck wrapped, the octopus holding the six with the logo and then got your six, we've actually got word art inside of the words. So like the six has a bunch of words in it key phrases, hashtag terms, those kind of things. And the, the plan is, is that after we have all thousand members, the truck gets rewrapped and the founding members' names will be inside the, the word gotcha six and the six. So it's a, a way to become part of the family, commemorate. We've got a bunch of people that some people have signed up and they want their name. Some people have signed up and they want to remain anonymous. And we've even had a couple people that have signed up and said that they want to commemorate the life of a fallen hero. So it's a way to give back. And it's for us, it's a, a way to raise money so that we can get to that first coffee shop. And you know, the numbers that I've done, the goals and direction that we're going, I just need, need my first coffee shop. And from there, it takes care of itself. Love it. All right. So you get beans from all over the world. You roast it in Springfield, right? Coffee's roasted here in Springfield. We source our coffee everywhere from Indonesia to Colombia, Guatemala, Central America, Tanzania. It's, it's all over the world. I've been blessed to have some amazing coffee and, and the quality speaks for itself. Your coffee is regularly winning awards and inspiring brand loyalty with the people who try it. Do you want to share some of those stats on your recent uh, awards? Sure. I've been blessed in that Springfield has a coffee festival every year. And my neighbor is a captain with the Green County Sheriff's Department, and he kind of came to me last minute and said, Hey, um, Coffee Fest is put on by Safe and Sober, which is a nonprofit geared towards stopping underage drinking and that kind of stuff. And obviously that fits my mission of first responders not having to deal with those kinds of things. So he asked if I'd be willing to participate. And I said, sure, it's kind of last minute. But we entered in two of the categories, and we ended up winning both of our categories. We had best house blend in Springfield and best medium roast with zero to 30 in Blue Line. Ultimately, we won best coffee shop in Springfield, which I thought was mind-blowing because we don't have a physical location. And last year, I entered in a couple more categories and had an amazing, successful year last year. We won same thing. We ended up winning Best House Blend. We also won Best Dark Roast. And then this year, I kind of went all out. We entered in five of the six coffee categories. I came runner-up in Best House Blend with Zero Dark Thirty. So we'd won two years in a row and came runner-up this year. But then we ended up winning Best Dark Roast again, Best Medium Roast, and Best Single Origin. And ultimately, we ended up winning Best Coffee Shop again. So Nice. Um, I've been blessed. Like I said, it's, it's about coffee, but it's not about coffee. But it makes it that much better when, when the coffee's awesome. For people who want to purchase Got Your Six Coffee, where can they order it? And what else do you have for sale beyond coffee? GotYourSixCoffee.com. And primarily, we've got coffee and tea. Occasionally, we work in drinkware and apparel and that kind of stuff. But we're kind of focused on the coffee right now, coffee and tea. And that focus is remaining that way because we're working hard behind the scenes trying to do more events and to also get to a point where we're running our first location. And for businesses who want to carry Got Your Six Coffee on their shelves, how should they contact you? If you reach out to marketing 
at gotyour6coffee.com. That's one way, or on any of the social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, you can reach out. Any location that's interested in carrying coffee or keeping it simple, it's, you know, no contracts, that kind of stuff. It's just, hey, if, if this is something you're passionate about and you want to support and help out, we'd love for them to be a part of the team and really just thinking outside the box. Tons of different ways that you can utilize coffee. So if, if it's something that speaks to you, would love to talk to you because we can figure out ways to, to work together. Eric, I always end the show with six quick questions to help my listeners understand the why within my phenomenal guests. Are you willing to run through these six quick questions with me? Absolutely. All right. Who are you thankful for today? My wife. And now that we've covered who you're thankful for, what are you thankful for today? Thankful for the grace of God. And how do you fuel the fire within you? Think about those who serve and those who are no longer here. What is one thing adversity taught you to value? Never give up. What are you doing today you never thought you could? Running a coffee company. <laughs> <laughs> and what will you do tomorrow that you never thought you could? Continue to inspire others. Love it. How can people learn more about you and Got Your Six Coffee? Follow us on social media. Check us out on YouTube. Just reach out to us. Such an honor to hear Eric Hadley of Got Your Six Coffee share his experience of service on 9-11 and building a brand that is inspiring others with award-winning coffee that has the six of those who selflessly serve each and every day. How powerful it is to have opportunities for the greatness within us to be actualized, to be given, to be demonstrated, to be unleashed from our interior and fused with the reality beyond our skin. Inside those missions, those operations, those actions of serving our fellow suffering human beings, we experience realities that are vital to our individual and collective mental health. If we want to stop suicide in not only our veteran population, but also across every category of people groups, we need to remove the barriers that unnecessarily impede people from giving and demonstrating our compassion, our skill, our insight, and our passion. Join GetUp Nation. Fund GetUp Nation. Let's save lives by helping everyone in the GetUp Nation network to actualize their potential and connect with a global network of positive people who refuse to be cogs in outdated, inefficient, and inhumane systems and instead live vibrant lives of humility, connection, and empowerment. Join us in processes of actualization and transcendence that do no harm in the process of achieving our highest potential for the highest good of our people and our planet. Get involved now if you are ready for the new world that's coming. Today's headlines are only the labor pains and anguished breaths that are making a way for unparalleled brilliance to be embodied and experienced. Keep going.